0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High fm
1: Today is part three of our series of the American Presidential Elections with election pundit Wayne Sussman. Two weeks back, we spoke about the Republican and Democrat voters and last week on how the American electoral system works. If you want those podcasts, they are available on the High fm website. Today, however, Wayne will tell us more about the polling system and where we are with that. Wayne, welcome and thank you so much for joining me.
0: Sharice. it's great to be back for part three. Thank you very much.
1: So earlier this week was the historic signing of the Abraham Accord and um President Trump has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Will this uh, impact on his popularity and what does it mean for the polling?
0: Thank you, Sharice. So it was momentous scenes at the White House yesterday. Uh, I mean, there were some iconic Jewish scenes as well as diplomatic scenes. There was the picture of the afternoon mincha, the afternoon prayers, um, on the lawns of the White House. That was quite a remarkable uh, image to watch. So to answer your question, I think amongst – I want to say something I said in the week before, that when it comes to the issue of foreign policy, it is less of an important uh, – issue today in 2020 than it was in, say, the, two- election, the 2004 election going um, before that. Foreign policy, not just in America, but if you think about South Africa, um, is less of an important elect- election issue globally today than it once was. So I do think for uh, a particular section of the Jewish community in America, um, the Orthodox community particularly, which have um, – have a warmer relationship with Donald Trump than other denominations. This will reinforce their appreciation for the president. This will reinforce their appreciation for people like Jared Kushner, who are the driving force behind this deal and obviously become, come from the American Jewish community. So I do think amongst Orthodox Jewish voters, this will see them be more emboldened to put their mark or their cross, or however they're voting in booth or by a postal ballot for Donald Trump. When it comes to other denominations, I would say that they'll be happy about this peace deal. Uh, they don't, they won't think that Donald Trump will deserve the Nobel Peace Prize, um, and I still don't see them voting for Donald Trump come November. But again, to just bring this. To the relevance of winning this election it is going to be about that electoral college which I spoke about last week when it comes to states like Florida where uh, which has just over nine percent of the American Jewish population, there will be a higher proportion of orthodox voters than maybe other swing states, and there this could be critical if if, uh, people are moved by Trump's, uh, foreign policy and by his diplomatic skills, they might be entitled to give him, a, um, a, th- a more serious consideration. So we're going to watch states like Florida. Just a reminder that the New York, New York has over 25%, um, of the Jewish population of America. That's safe democratic. California, um, has about 17% of the Jewish population. That's very safe democratic. So, when it comes to the Abraham Peace Accords from a Jewish vote perspective, um, you've got to look at states like Florida and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is going to be absolutely critical. We're going to be speaking about that um, soon. And then if I have to think about people, say, uh, maybe people in the Muslim community or in the more left-wing uh, communities who are saying, how can you make peace with the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain and ignore the Palestinians' plight? There you have to look at, I think, of something like Dearborn, Michigan. Michigan was a state which is historically Democrat. That went Republican. That I think has the largest Arab population in America. It'll be interesting to see whether they might be more emboldened uh, voters there to vote for Joe Biden now. But, I mean, that's just mere speculation. I'm trying to look at the different communities which make up the United States of America So just to give a short uh, conclusion to that long answer of mine, I think it reinforces the desire of those who are already favorable to Trump to vote for him. And those who are not going to vote for him, they appreciate this. They think it will make the world a slightly safer place, but they're not going to be voting for him because they rate other issues more highly, like the economy, like Corona, like immigration, as more important than foreign policy.
1: Wayne, we've seen um, the the discussion between the Democrats and the Republicans heating up with personal slurs being thrown. Where are we at with the current polling? What are the indications? And how accurate do you think they will be?
0: So this is a very important question. So those slurs, those – I mean, I'm sure that there are many listeners who might desire to hold a green card in their hand and one day live in America – You do not want to live in America if you're not a political animal just before an election because the advertisements on radio, on television, online, it's going to be a bombardment and it's going to be an avalanche for the next few months and they're going to become more negative and more heated as we move closer to Election Day. So there are two things we need to look at. We need to look at national polling, okay? So, for instance... Right now, the polls are showing Joe Biden with a comfortable national lead. However, remember, he has an electoral college disadvantage. So a state like California um, has, I think, uh, uh, 68 million people. Um, they, they have by far the largest population, and they don't have the proportionate size of electoral college delegates. delegates. We know that... Uh, in popular states like New York and California, that Joe Biden's going to win comfortably there. When it comes to the Republicans, their biggest state has historically been Texas. Texas is much closer this time than states like California and New York, Um, and that is critical for the Republicans if they have any chance of winning. So Biden is leading comfortably on the national poll, but what is more important to look at are the polls in the swing states. Now, those swing states, just to remind us, are states um, like in the Midwest of America, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is absolutely critical. Many are saying that this is going to be the key state this time around, Wisconsin and Michigan. These are part, we call it the blue wall, the Democrat wall of when the Electoral College and Party election critical for Obama, absolutely critical for all Clinton. Those Midwestern states, Trump won. Uh, in 2016. Now, what's interesting, the state which should be the hardest for the Democrats to win is Wisconsin. The state which should be the easiest for the Democrats to win back is the state of Pennsylvania. Why is Pen- should Pennsylvania be the easiest for the Democrats to win back? Big part of Joe Biden's allure is that he's the guy who comes from Scranton. Scranton's a very working class area um, of America there was that. If I, th- uh, um, there's a famous song, Billy Joel's Allentown. My geography is a bit all over the place. I think Allentown's not too far from Scranton, so really working class. And this is part of Joe Biden's appeal. He was born there, so you should think that because he comes there, people acknowledge his Pennsylvania roots. That Pennsylvania should be easy to win, but opinion polls in Pennsylvania are showing that it's much tighter than a state like Wisconsin where there's a whiter population, a more rural population. So even though Biden is ahead in Pennsylvania, comfortably ahead in Michigan, he's ahead in all the major swing states right now, even in Florida, which is very, very tight. The thing is, in states like Pennsylvania and Florida, it's too close to call. So again, he might have a massive advantage. He's way ahead when it comes to national polling. But his lead in the key swing states of Pennsylvania and Florida – which he has to, uh, in most scenarios, win at least one of those to win the White House. Um, His lead is ahead there. Another state to watch is Arizona, which is historically a Republican state, but because of a migration of older Democratic voters from California, because the state's got a strong uh, Hispanic, particularly Mexican-Hispanic population, That state's becoming, we say, more purple. Remember, the color red is associated with Republicans. The color blue is associated with Democrats. So that state has moved more purple. So Biden has to watch how he's doing in opinion polls in places like Pennsylvania, Florida, and Arizona. Those are the key states to watch right now.
1: How accurate are the polling? Great. There was a
0: great scene where – Donald Trump, uh, he couldn't remember his name or his website's name, attacked, uh, personally happens to be Jewish, or not attacked. He uh, rebukes Nate Silver uh, from the website 538, who runs an excellent uh, website. as one of the, my go-to places to get my knowledge. Look, in 2016, most pollsters, including, by the way, Trump's inner circle, got it wrong. They thought that there was no chance or very little chance, that Trump can win the election. So right now, on 538, amongst other polls, they're saying that Trump has a 24% chance of winning the election. Look, 24% is not nothing. 24% gives you an almost one in four chance of winning the election. So um, a state like California or a state like New York, Joe, it would give Joe Biden an over 90 percent chance of winning. So, yes, the opinion polls got it wrong. Um, some people say, and there's this example in politics in the UK, in the United Kingdom, called the shy Tory factor, where people, when pollsters call them, they're too embarrassed to say that they're Tory voters, Conservative Party voters. But the Conservatives always out, traditionally outperform uh, what the opinion polls say. I would say that uh, if you're a Trump supporter, a MAGA hat wearer, you're going to be very emboldened, you're very proud of your identity as a Trump voter. So I think that there is a margin of error, that there is a chance that uh, the opinion polls could get it wrong. Remember, in states like Florida and Pennsylvania, it's two to three percentage points. It doesn't take... Um, if there's a lower turnout amongst a key group of the Democratic voters, then there's, the Republicans have a great chance to shift it back. So I'd say they are accurate, but there's a good chance of um, mistakes happening. And what's, what, what's more important for this process is that we continue to see more and more polls I'll give an example that for a state like North Carolina, there's a hell of a lot of polling. That could also be a swing state this time. That is a swing state this time, a historical Republican state. Whereas a state like Montana in the rural West where we need to see opinion polls for a Senate race, we see very little. So the more polls there are, Sharice, I would say the less chance of um, there being a, a result totally out of sync with what Americans in that state are thinking.
1: Wayne, on that incredibly exciting cliffhanger, we are going to leave the conversation. But you are again back next week for part part four to continue on helping us understand American elections and what's going to happen next. Thank you very much. That was Wayne Sussman and Election Wendy.